You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're hanging out After Hours with Matt Anderson, presented by Inside the Gamecocks. Welcome into the show, Gamecock fans. Obviously, um, really, really big win for the Gamecocks here tonight against Kentucky. Um, the Gamecocks, you know, were fifteen and three on the season coming into the game, uh, three and two in the SEC conference. Um, Gamecocks have, have looked the part of a top twenty-five team outside of you know some advanced metrics. And like I say all the time, you know, the Ken Palm and the Bart Torvix and the Evan Mias of the world oftentimes have some catching up to do and they, and they don't really get ac- super accurate until like the mid-season point forward. Um, but if you guys are somebody that pays attention to Ken Palm, uh, you will see that the Gamecocks actually jumped up 13 spots. Um, you know, just live, just happened um, from 63rd in the country to 50th in the country after the win against Kentucky. Um, I can't, I can't say enough about the way the Gamecocks played the game. Um, you know, for me, um, you guys know I'm a, I'm a basketball head, so you know I'm taking notes the entire game. And and the things that I take notes on, um, I have a running, um, kind of running categories at the 16 minute 16 minute timeout, the 12 minute timeout, eight minute timeout, four minute timeout, you know, end of a half. Um, so I do that running, and um, so I look at fouls, I look at three pointers made, I look at rebounds, offensive rebounds, turnovers, and then. Lastly, I look at um, what the score is at each, you know, official timeout. 
and you know, just I want to run through this with you guys really quick so, so you kind of understand how impressive the victory was tonight. Um, if you're just looking at the official media timeouts, um, at the 16 minute timeout, Gamecocks were trailing four to two. At the 12 minute timeout, Gamecocks were up 10 to nine. At the eight minute mark timeout, it was a tie game 21 21. And then at the at the four minute timeout, Gamecocks are up 23 or 27 to 23. And then obviously at halftime, the Gamecocks are winning 33 to 25. So the Gamecocks, you know, they they withstood one run from Kentucky when Kentucky got up by like five or six points. I think it was 21 to 15 or something like that. And then the Gamecocks went on, you know, a run of their own there and outscored Kentucky, um, you know, by a good many. Um, at, the eight, at the under eight timeout, Kentucky had 21 points and at halftime, Kentucky had 25. So if you just kind of look at that at that math and you can do the math in your head there, um, Gamecocks went on a pretty, pretty big run of their own and they answered Kentucky's run. Um, you know, looking at the rest of the game, I thought that, you know, coming out of halftime, the Gamecocks were going to have to weather a run by Kentucky. Um, I thought there was an opportunity to kind of step on their throats. If you could weather what Kentucky was going to throw out, throw at you um, to start the second half. At the under 16 minute timeout, it was 40 to 34 South Carolina. So the Gamecocks had only given up two points of their halftime lead. And then at the under 12 minute timeout, the Gamecocks were up 50 to 40, which, um, which, you know, obviously two points more than the halftime margin. At the under eight timeout, the Gamecocks were up 62 to 44. Gamecocks got up by as much as 20 points in the game. At the under four timeout, it was 68 53 South Carolina. And then, the final score, as you all know, South Carolina, 79, Kentucky, 62. Uh, that makes two wins in a row for Lamont Paris against Kentucky and John Calipari. Um, I know that the Gamecocks, you know, Darren Horn had success against Kentucky, you know, randomly while he was head coach of South Carolina, um, largely because of Devin Downey, I would say. Um, speaking of Devin Downey, on a night where Kentucky in the, in the national polls was ranked sixth in the country, um, not quite the number one upset that the Gamecocks had with Devin Downey of over Kentucky, but you know probably one of the one of the bigger wins in South Carolina basketball history. Uh, Devin Downey was absolutely phenomenal that night. Uh, I thought it was a nice nod by the university to bring him out um, in the second half during a media timeout to to let the fans you know shower him with love and support and appreciation. But Talon Cooper, I'm, I'm, maybe he didn't score as many points as Devin Downey did. Um, that night against John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins and all those Kentucky studs. Um, I thought Talon Cooper might have played, you know, one of the top five games I've ever seen from a Gamecock and, and you know, maybe one of the top performances I've ever seen from a Gamecock point guard. Um, you know, look at, looking at Talon, just if you guys haven't had a chance to look at the box score yet, um, Talon Cooper was um, had 20 points on 8 of 11 shooting, 2 for 4 from the three-point line, 2 for 2 from the free-throw line, um, six rebounds, five assists, two blocks, no turnovers, and only one personal foul. Um, I, I've never seen somebody just dictate. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it. You know, I've watched a lot of basketball, but it's been a long time since I've seen a Gamecock basketball player. If I've ever seen one completely dictate, you know, both offensively and defensively, the tempo of the game. And Gamecocks got up to maybe like a 10 or 11 point lead. Maybe it was 13. And Talon had to take a breather. Um, I don't know how many minutes Talon played. I, ESPN hasn't updated it yet, but you kind of saw some scatteredness when Talon left the game, and, and Lamont Paris quickly had to had to put him back into the game, and then kind of 
you know, smooth everything over, slow everything down. Um, so just, uh, I can't say enough about Talon Cooper. Um, Michi had 14. Um, outside of that, Jacoby Wright, <laughs> four of seven from, from three. He made his first four. Uh, I thought he might have got some tired legs there at the end. Finished four of seven from the three-point line, 14 points. Josh Gray, guys, how about Josh Gray? We've been talking about, you know, looks like Tarzan plays like Jane, you know, since he's been in South Carolina. And for all of you that wanted to see Josh Gray, you know, start, you know, attempting to break some rims, uh, he did that tonight. I think I counted at least three dunks. Um, he finished, what did Josh, Josh finished with nine points. So he had three dunks, an and one, and, um, you know, a nice layup as well. Um, nine points and six rebounds from Josh Gray. If the Gamecocks can get that every night, they're, they're really, really cooking with grease. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Uh, BJ Mack, you know, three of 12 shooting, eight points, six re- or seven rebounds, but um, made some really timely shots. Um, you know, the the two three-pointers he made kind of, you know, helped the Gamecocks either, you know, close the lead or extend the lead. And then, you know, the one just absolute, you know, 1960s Hooper kind of hook shot running to his right. Um, that, that's an unguardable, that's an unguardable shot. Um, so all around a great team effort, you know, Zach Davis had the big three to put the Gamecocks up by eight at halftime. Um, I, I haven't seen any drop off at all with Zach in the lineup versus what they were getting from Studi. Uh, if they can get Studi back, um, that just means that, and then they will get Studi back. He's probably about, you know, a week and a half, two weeks, you know, probably two weeks max from playing again. When they get him back, if they can keep the momentum there, they've, they've, they've gained so far, it's it's going to be something special to watch. Um, looking at, I'm trying to find, okay, so yeah, minutes. Talon Cooper paid, played 36 minutes tonight. I, I, I just, I, I can't say enough about him. Offensive rating on Ken Palm of 185%. Oh my gosh. Um, may, might be, you know, the best, best game I've ever seen a Gamecock basketball player play all around. Um, absolutely. I've seen, I've seen guys put up some, you know, big numbers scoring. I mean, I was around for BJ Mackey, Larry Davis, Melvin Watson. Um, I've seen, you know, Devin Downey. I've seen, um, uh, the Bryson, Bryson kid a couple years back. I, I mean, we've seen some 30 point burgers. We've seen some 40 point burgers out of guys in the past. Um, but you know, Talon may, may have had the best game that I've ever seen a Gamecock play. Um, you know, coming into this game, uh, I think that, I saw a line, and the line I saw earlier today was um, Kentucky by five and a half, and it was an interesting number. Um, I don't, I can't remember what Kim Palm had it. I think Kim Palm might have had it at like five and a half or six. Um, but I, I just started digging into the game, and I was trying to find reasons that the Gamecocks could win this particular matchup. And one of the things that I, I noticed, obviously, you know, we haven't even talked about it yet, but Kentucky's averaging like ninety six points per game or something ridiculous. Um, it, it's unbelievable. The Gamecocks held them tonight to 62. But when I looked at Kentucky, um, you know, their offense, yeah, it's ridiculous. 123.2 adjusted offense. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, but their defense was 101.4, which means that they're going to give up a point pretty much on every possession that you play against them. Um, South Carolina on the flip side had a 113 offense and a 101.9 um I'm sorry, Gamecocks have a 113 and a 101 um, offense and defense. But when I looked at conference play, it actually was kind of, it was really interesting to me. Um, 
Kentucky was Kentucky's defensive efficiency was 110.7, good for 10th best in the conference. So I thought of the Gamecocks would get into a half-court game with Kentucky if they could force Kentucky to um, not, not be able to run and, and play as fast as they wanted to. And the Gamecocks did everything right tonight. It was a 40-minute just it wasn't even a chess match. It was just, you know, it was, it'd be like me playing a world champion in chess is what Lamont Paris did to, to Calipari tonight. Um, early on in the game, the Gamecocks forced Kentucky to almost play one-on-one basketball. Um, I'm going to look it up and the announcers mentioned it a couple times, but you know, Kentucky had seven assists on the night and some of those assists came late, but Kentucky just started playing one-on-one basketball Kentucky was four of 13 for the three point line. They got, they got a couple of those threes late, but um, Kentucky was two of 10 from the three point line at the end of the first half, three for 11 at the, at the four minute mark. Um, the Gamecocks on the flip side were six of 12 from three at the end of the first half and finished 10 of, I don't know what is it. Let me get that right at the end of the game. Um, finished 11 of 11 of 24 from the three point line. And, you know, Lamont Paris has thought for a while that, you know, if the Gamecocks could just find a way to hit some open shots with the way that they distribute the basketball and the offense that they run, they could beat anybody in the country. And tonight that that was on that was on full full effect. And and we we can go back. We can go back to the summer exhibition games that the Gamecocks um played in and we can look and see the Gamecocks were shooting like 46% from 3 in those exhibition games and the Gamecocks you know hit a little lull, you know, kind of start SEC play. Um, you know, maybe a little bit before with a three-point shot, but I've said it all season long. And you know, three-point line in college basketball is the great equalizer. Um, you can have all the talent in the world, but if the Gamecocks, <laughs> the Gamecocks shoot forty-five point eight percent on twenty-four three-point attempts the rest of the way, they're going to be a hard out because of the way they play. Um, I think that one of the other big keys to the game that the announcers hit on as well, but the Gamecocks finished with let me pull it up. Gamecocks finished with nine turnovers. Um, they had seven in the first half, so they only had two turnovers in the second half. I mean, it was almost a perfect, perfect game. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to call it a perfect game, man. Um, it was, it was pretty, pretty, pretty cool to watch. Um, you know, I, I was pretty impressed with the um, the, the Dillingham kid. You know, he had 16 points tonight, but he is lightning fast for Kentucky. Um, the Reed Shepherd kids been playing well for Kentucky to start the season. He's kind of hit a little bit of a wall. He only had three points tonight, um, you know, late three. Um, Reeves and Mitchell are good players for Kentucky. But one of the things that, you know, I, I, I talked about, I, I talked about it either on the Big Spur or on some show I was on, or maybe it was even my show when I was doing like SEC previews. Um, you look at Kentucky and they have so many players that came from, you know, are either freshmen or transferred. I think they only brought back like three players from their team last year, maybe only two that I thought that if colonial life could get aggressive and get packed and, you know, the Gamecocks playing the way that they're playing right now, I didn't think there was any reason in the world that South Carolina couldn't win. Um, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have predicted it, but I was looking for reasons to find ways of the Gamecocks to get the job done. And, and they, they absolutely did, did the job tonight. Uh, Kentucky, you know, looking at their schedule coming up, uh, Kentucky has, um, you know, let's see here. Kentucky has at Arkansas, Florida, and then Tennessee, um, their next three games. So, um, we, the Gamecocks now are, are pulling for Kentucky the rest of the way. Um, as you guys have, have been reading guys and gals have been reading about the net and the quads and the way that the NCAA tournament selects teams. 
Um, Gamecocks will be pulling for Kentucky the rest of the way. But this was the big signature win that South Carolina needed. Uh, this, this is the this is the kind of win in the fashion that you know the game played out with the seventeen point win. You know, this is one of those games that goes from you know I, I, I always talk about like a seed bump win. You know, when the Gamecocks won on the road at Missouri and they were like in the last four in in Joe Lenardi's bracketology, I said that's a seed bump win. They're going to be in the field. They're not going to be the last four. They're not going to you know they're not going to be in the playing game. This is the type of win that. You know, if the Gamecocks were an 11 seed, this bumps them to like a, an eight or a nine. Just, just being honest, because the other teams around the country don't have the record in the quads that South Carolina does. The one thing South Carolina was missing was that elite Q1 victory, which they got tonight. Um, I think the Gamecocks are probably now six and six and two in quad one and quad two games. They have the one quad three loss, but the Gamecocks are quietly putting together a resume of quality wins. That that's going to be important for the selection committee ultimately. And I think that, you know, the Gamecocks can got to keep it up. But I mean, they, they proved today that they, they can play with anyone in the country. Yeah, Kentucky's defense isn't great. But at the same time, the Gamecocks played a style of basketball that they have to make shots and they made the shots tonight. And, you know, I couldn't be happier for Gamecock fans. I couldn't be happier for the players, happier for Lamont Paris. You know, you'll, you'll look at the rest of the, the next couple games for the Gamecocks. Big game, big game this Saturday. Missouri at home, 1 o'clock. I'm going to be there. I hope that the rest of Gamecock Nation shows out. Let's fill the let's fill the arena up just as much as it was for Kentucky tonight because these, these players, these players and these coaches, this entire team, this organization deserves it. But, you know, you look at the next couple games here, and South Carolina has an opportunity to rack some, you know, rack some wins up. You know, you got Missouri at home on Saturday. Okay, then you travel to Tennessee. That's going to be a tough one. But um, South Carolina can, can play with Tennessee. You know, are, am I predicting a win? Probably not, but they can play with them. But then you get Georgia. You go at Georgia. We got a, a revenge game there. Ole Miss doesn't scare me. Vanderbilt doesn't scare me. So you're all of a sudden looking at like a 19 and four team traveling to Auburn um, on Valentine's Day. And then after that, you get LSU, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Florida, Tennessee, Mississippi State. I mean, the Gamecocks are set up for so much success here. You know, Gamecocks are five and two, five and two in the SEC, sixteen and four overall. Um, I, I mean, they're only a game and a half back in the SEC standings, if, if you can believe that. So, um, just all in all, just what a, what a fantastic, um, yeah, four and two in conference. You're right, happy, happy, happy. Um, just what a, what a game there. Um, This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Oh, I do want to look. I want to see some of these comments here because I know that there's a there, there's a lot going on in the comment box. Um, a lot of LP is a good coach. Someone needs to thank Ray Tanner. Ray Tanner. Lamont's a great coach. Um, you know, what what he had to work with last year. I mean, you're never going to turn down a Gigi Jackson, but he is he has a system and you have to run the system. Um, Talon is so important to the system and the way it runs um, right now. So point guard is always going to be a big issue with South Carolina. Um, Craig says, let's go. What up, Matt? <laughs> Mad dog. Yeah, as always, guys, um, you know, Phil Mullinax, my, my producer extraordinaire, is, um, is behind the scenes for this show tonight. Um, Craig said, I think they only had one dunk that really surprised me. We didn't get dominated underneath at all. Yeah, it, it was kind of a, it was just a drive. It was a driving game for Kentucky. They, they were trying to drive and force fouls and, and the Gamecocks, you know, looking at the fouls, Gamecocks only committed five fouls in the um, first, first half only. I don't know how many fouls. I think they ended up with 10 fouls in the second half or something like that, but Gamecocks just played straight up great defense. Um, Julie says, go Cox. Absolutely. Craig says, Cooper is so smooth. Never freaks out under pressure. He's our glue guy. Yeah, he's the, he's the straw that stirs the drink. Um, Craig says, we dominated him. Absolutely. Complete 40-minute game. Josh Gray hit his free throw. Yes, he did. Um, I'm just enjoying this with you guys. So I'm, I'm, I'm loving the chat box. I'm, you guys have any questions? You want to have any comments? You know, always throw them at me. It's so much fun. Um, yeah, as long as the Gamecocks need to play together, they can go far. Um, you know, two teams in Bama and Kentucky that score in the 90s and we held a much lower defense should give us a chance with anyone. Absolutely. Uh, Cooper said it all in the post-game interview. We just love each other and play as a team. Yeah, uh, maybe um, Lamont stealing from Coach Beamer with find some joy and love your brother. Um, yeah, this is just, um, this is something else. I mean, Calipari, you know, yeah, I, I see you here, Craig. Um, you know, he, he's an elite coach, you know, that he is, um, you know, he doesn't have the success that he's had without being an elite coach, but you know, Calipari's teams are, are somewhat suspect to nights like this. Um, and it seems like, you know, to me, he couldn't keep his players heads, you know, in the game and focused. I think the Gamecocks got in their grill. I think that the Gamecocks felt like they were going to win going in, continue to gain confidence the entire game. And I think that, you know, with about 10 minutes to go in the game, Kentucky knew they were going to lose. And once the, once this Gamecock team smells blood, um, especially at home with this kind of environment, you know, this game was effectively over at the, you know, eight, 10 minute mark of the game, which was awesome. Um, I see another Matt Anderson in here. Go Cox. Heck yeah. Um, Yep. Okay. What's up? What's up, Devin? Appreciate you. Thanks for um. Thanks for the the kind words and the good show. Shout out to Morris Yugasuk for playing solid when we needed as well. Morris is he's he's coming along. He's the game was too fast for him, and you know he played against you know a five star guard that he was having to guard a couple times, and you know I, I it wasn't a good matchup for him. But but Morris is going to be a good player. Playing in these types of games is huge for Morris from a confidence level, but also just um be knowing he belongs on the court. Um, it w- was great. Um, yeah, but Chad, I agree with you. Hey, we lost to UGA. We win that and we're top three in the SEC and ranked in the top 20. Yeah, probably. I, I think that, you know, that, that Georgia loss kind of coming on the heels of a bad loss to Alabama, not a bad loss in the sense that, you know, Alabama's a good team, 
but just the way they lost, you know, might've, might've kept us out of the top 20, but somewhere in there. Yeah. Phillip, yeah, I agree. Kentucky was never able to sustain momentum. Gamecock smothered them. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. How about them Gamecocks? Awesome game. Go game, go Gamecocks. Gamecocks are five and two, four and two. Yeah. Um, that was impressive. Gamecocks go looking good. Love to see the, the cats get their, you know, what's kicked. Um, somebody said bad hire, um, said from day one, great hire, learn from two. Um, if one of the best in Wisconsin, yeah, Chad, I mean, a lot of people were, were skeptical about Lamont Paris. I think that anytime you hire a mid-major coach, you know, there, there is some reason for skepticism, but, you know, being around, um, Bo Ryan, I, they don't, they don't make many better basketball coaches than Bo Ryan. And, and what I love about Lamont is that he has the respect of his team and he knows how to manufacture basketball teams and what i mean by that is exactly what the announcer said tonight you know lamont does feel if he has 75 percent of the talent level as his opponent he's going to win the game and it kind of lamont in some ways really reminds me of eddie fogler um eddie fogler you know say what you want about the end of his run in south carolina but he brought an sec championship he kind of played with those smaller lineups you know the kind of three guard lineups that some of the best years south carolina's ever had under eddie but Eddie was famous for if he had a lead with five minutes to go, he was going to win that game. And I think Lamont is cut from the same cloth. It's it just a, just an old school basketball coach that, that understands time possession understands, you know, how to maximize, you know, the ending of a game, make sure that, you know, the Gamecocks stay in a place where, you know, they're, they're always, they're always um, within striking distance. I'll say there was a point in the game today where I think it got up to 21 to 15 or something like that, Kentucky. And Kentucky kind of went on their little run. And the Gamecocks had taken at least one, what I consider a bad shot. Lamont doesn't consider these bad shots, by the way. Lamont wants his guys to shoot if they're open and let the offense flow. And that, that's been apparent since the you know beginning of the season. But I thought Lamont should have called a timeout, um, kind of stopped the bleeding, um, and, and he chose not to. And, you know, look, a couple possessions later, Gamecocks have tied it up 21-21 going into a media timeout. Um, you, had, you had two threes to tie that up. Um, just has a feel. He has a feel for it that, that really, really impressed impressed me a lot. Um, so, golly, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Mr. Quarterzip himself. Uh, Kentucky is the Cowboys of college basketball. I think I some people can say, can say can say that, and you know I definitely think that they have some cowboy tendencies. Um, Gamecock Premier and free throw shooting showed up tonight um, for the first time this season. Gray was dominant inside. He should be all the time. Absolutely happy, happy, happy. He like we say he looks like Tarzan. Sometimes he can play like Jane, but I think these last two games have given him a little bit of confidence. Um, absolutely. Uh, Grover says beat the refs too. You know, honestly, Grover, I feel like the refs um, were pretty fair. Um, I mean, th th there was a moment in that game when Stephen Clark, um, you know, for a moment got called for a flagrant, you know, potentially a flagrant one, you know, when he came across with the elbow, um, that could have been a turning point of the game. I think the Gamecocks were up by four at that, at that particular point. And if the Kentucky gets two free throws and the ball, I mean, they could have ended that kind of series of plays with a one point lead with two free throws and a three. So, um, you know, the refs were, were pretty good to South Carolina there and in, in their interpretation of the rule, which I agree with. I don't think Steven had anywhere else he could have gone with the ball or his elbows with the way he was being guarded. Um, 
yeah, you know, there were a couple quick fouls on Steven, and that would that would have been his third in about a minute and a half. But overall, I feel like the refs did a pretty good job tonight. Um, you know, you look at it, and they called seven fouls on Kentucky in the first half, five on South Carolina. Um, they called two additional fouls on South Carolina leading up to the you know, four-minute mark timeout, and then I don't know what the final was. I can, I can look at it really quick. But, um, yeah, let's see. Um, ended up calling a couple more personal fouls. So, yeah, um, 14. So they called, what, nine fouls on the Gamecocks, in the, if that's right. Um, nine fouls on the Gamecocks in the second half. That's pretty pretty standard basketball game. Um, Craig says, Matt, you can go over who we have coming in next season and their abilities. Um, yeah, we'll get to that in a second, I, um, Craig. I want to touch on the this Kentucky game and make sure that everyone gets all the information they want. Um, Eddie and Larry Davis, woot, woot. Um, absolutely hurt me. Oh, I like that, Jacob. Um, yeah. Todd, Todd would have had a stroke calling this game tonight. He, he would have absolutely been going bonkers. Um, yeah, Jacob, that's funny imagining Todd do it. Um, Paris Owens, Big Blue. Um, that last Michi shot was incredible and summarized how awesome that game was. Yeah, we all know that Michi has has no limits, no limits on, on the range from three-point line. Uh, Kentucky had no D. Kentucky, there was something to be said about no D, but the Gamecocks ran some really, really impressive sets. Um, you know, they didn't do anything fancy. Um, you know, maybe some maybe some um, out-of-bounds plays were, were kind of tricky, and the Gamecocks scored on a lot of those, and Bo Ryan was famous for that. Um, Bo Ryan was famous for stealing possessions with out-of-bounds plays and stealing points with out-of-bounds plays. So um, Lamont Paris definitely learned that well, and I'm glad that the players the players are able to, to run it. Um, Gamecocks have struggled against better defensive teams. Yep. Um, bad, bad claws on, Car- on Clark. Yeah, Grover, I mean, like I said, those two fouls, I they could be ticky tacky. I'm not going to disagree with you there. Um, pretty ticky tacky if you ask me, but, um, you know, they called some fouls are ticky tacky on, on South Carolina as well. Um, yeah. Zero turnovers for Talon Cooper. Yeah. Jay Diz. We, we, we touched on that a little while ago and that was something that, um, like I said, if you're just hopping in, I think Talon probably had the best game I've seen of a Gamecock in, in recent memory. You know, Devin Downey had some ridiculous games a couple years ago. Golly, 10 plus years ago now, I'm showing my age. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, talking about this team, and but because I will, I will talk about the, the kids that we have coming in next year. I do want to get to that to you for you, Craig. But, you know, just looking at this, at this team right now, um, just Colin Murray Boyles. Oh my gosh. He he's gonna be so good for for the Gamecocks. He's gonna be so good. Um, he's an athletic freak. You know, he disrupted so so many passes that Kentucky had. So many shot attempts. Um, you know, if he gets the ball in the paint, he's trying to he's trying to dunk on you. And and he did it to um, their big Croatian, the seven two guy. I mean, that was a classic on his head. You know, too little type type dunk. I thought that brought the that was gonna bring the house down. Um, Colin and me and Phil were talking about this before, you know, Colin is actually making some really good passes. You know, he sees the, he sees the court well, and that that's really helping the Gamecocks on backdoor cuts. Um, you know, obviously we know that Colin has, you know, one or two passes a game where he sees it, but he might be a second late, but, um, but yeah, Colin Marie Boyles is going to be so good. I think that Morris Ugasuk is going to be pretty good. 
Uh, Jacoby has another year left. Zachary Davis is looking really, really strong. Um, Michi still has another year left. Um, I don't think that Michi's going to be ready for the NBA, um, but he might decide he wants to go play overseas. Uh, Talon, I wish I wish we had four more years of Talon Cooper. Um, yeah, we 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 we'll, we'll be missing Talon. So enjoy Talon Cooper while we have him. Um, you know what, what Jacob said here is exactly right. Um, Talon's ability to pace the game and play that many minutes and have no turnovers is amazing. He he's such a calming presence you know, for the Gamecocks and you know, he's going to break the press every single time he's going to, he has different ways he can wiggle out of defenders and still make an amazing pass. The Gamecocks are crushing teams with, um, you know, screens, pick and pop plays, but also cross court passes that a cross court pass is a difficult thing to do in college basketball. But the way the Gamecocks run their offense, these passing lanes are available and the Gamecocks are going to keep shooting and keep getting back to cuts. Um, off of that. So yeah, really, really, really cool there. Um, you know, um, Craig, you asked really quick about the guys that the Gamecocks have coming in. Um, yeah, right now the Gamecocks only have two commitments and I, I think they're pretty much done with the, this 2024 signing class. Trent Noah is a kid out of Kentucky, six, six, 200. You know, he's a nationally ranked guy ranked in the top. Uh, he's 130th. I'm looking at right now on, um, 24, seven, but he's supposed to be a scorer. Um, you know, I would probably consider him very similar to the Reed Shepard kid that Kentucky has right now. Um, I think he'll be able to come in and play meaningful minutes from the get go. And then um, Oku Federico, he, you know, he he's going to take some time probably, but he's a six foot nine, two hundred pound power forward, um, tall and lanky. But he has he has a lot of God given athleticism. But the Gamecocks are, you know, fifty fourth overall recruiting ranking. A lot of that has to do with only two players. And the big guy that everyone wants to talk about is, is Eli Ellis. Um, Eli Ellis is going to be coming in with that 2025 class. Uh, he's ranked 63rd in the country. Uh, he's just putting up bonker, bonkers numbers. Um, I think he averaged like 44 points per game or something in a recent, um, recent you know, they, they call it like OTE or something like that. But it's basically like high school AAU basketball like during the season. Um, he's six foot, 185 pounds. He's not going to wow you with his athleticism, but he is going to wow you with his basketball IQ and scoring ability. And then Hayden Osman, power forward, six eight, two twenty, kind of in that Colin Murray Boyles um, phylum of a player. And you know he's ranked nationally too as the 202nd best recruit in the country. So um, Gamecocks are are going to continue to try and pile up pile up some talent here. And it's a little bit different than when Frank was here because you know Frank did get you know the Chris Silvas, the PJ Dozier's, Sandarius Thornwells, but the majority of the other kids he pulled in. Um, usually were um were not ranked this you know this high of caliber of player. And Lamont's gonna Lamont is gonna be just fine. There'll there'll be some transfers that come in just like every year. Um I don't know if you're gonna see a lot of transfers out of the program. Um because I just think that Lamont has this thing kind of rolling internally at the moment. Um and with the COVID years and stuff, I'll have to go back and look and see who exactly has you know more more college edge eligibility. Some of those guys may decide that they're, they're done with college basketball and want to move on to professional career outside of, outside of basketball. But um, yeah, I saw, can Eli Ellis consider reclassifying to 2024? I don't, I don't know if he can or not. Um, You know, just depends on, you know, what is it, what he can get, get through admissions. He's going to have to get the high school credits. I mean, basically he's being a homeschooled, high school basketball player, you know, he, he's not playing on a team that has regular high school classes. So I mean, he could potentially do some accelerated stuff 
if he if he wants to or or he might just say no i need to continue to refine my skill and development and i, and I want to stay in the the 2020 2025 class i don't i haven't heard of any pressure from carolina to push eli up to 2024 um yeah chad that eli ellis that's the kid that's all over social media he's a he's a really really fun really fun player to watch if you haven't gone and seen eli ellis on um on social media he's he's like an instagram tiktok kind of star i mean he has like hundreds of thousands of followers but you can also find his stuff on youtube and, and watch him he's he's really like that sean padula kid that if you remember the virginia tech game this year kind of like that six foot two um, point guard that virginia tech had that was just really crafty and could score from all over the place i, I consider eli ellis very similar to that guy but eli might even have more potential um, he's he's just so young and, and so crafty and gifted with the basketball. Um, he's gonna be a guy though. If you watch him, like if he was on another team, you would hate him. I mean, you would absolutely hate Eli Ellis. But the fact that he, he's you know a gamecock means you're gonna love him more for it because he he likes to talk and he when he backs it up. Uh, Jacob pops in. Yeah, Josh Gray only played 11 minutes and had nine points and six rebounds. Josh Gray maximized every second he was on the court tonight. Um, just can't say enough about the role players tonight. Um, to hold Shepard to one basket, I was worried he may go off, but our defense didn't let him get the ball. Yeah, and I want to see how many minutes Shepard played. Um, he's actually been taking kind of a back, back seat lately. He only played 14 minutes tonight and only took two shots. But um, let me pull that up for you here, Craig, because I'm, I'm inter interested myself. Um, so Shepard had 12 against Georgia in their 105-96 win. He had nine against Mississippi State in their 90-77 win, um, 13 against AM, three against Missouri. So he's kind of faded a little bit. He started out really strong. He had one, two, three. He had four 20-point games in, in the non-con schedule. Um, but he's gonna be a good player. Um, but you know, glad he didn't get going tonight because um that one thing that Kentucky did not do well was shoot three pointers, and that that's a big reason the Gamecocks were able to get the dub. Um, you know, just again, I want to reiterate, you know, looking at South Carolina's next couple games, uh, Gamecocks right now are, are 16 and three, four and two in the conference. You know, I think there's a real possibility for South Carolina to get to 17 and three, Missouri. Let's say, let's call it 17 and four, Tennessee. Um, you can get to 18, 19, you can get 20 wins before Valentine's Day. And you're probably looking at like a 20 and four record if Gamecocks play the way they're capable of playing over their next couple. And then you have the Auburn game, but then you have a little bit of a break. And, you know, you got Ole Miss. Ole Miss is, they started out, you know, undefeated, but they, they come back to earth. And the computer metrics never loved Ole Miss. Um, at Texas A&M, Florida, Tennessee at home. You know, I think that you can have a raucous environment. You know, if you can get to say like 21, 22, and let's call it like five or six, um, you'll have Tennessee, at home, the last the last home game of the season, um, that'll be a humongous game. Potential SEC um, title, regular season title implica implications on the line. And then you finish off at Mississippi State, who the Gamecocks beat to open SEC play this year. So we're in the nitty-gritty of it now. This is my favorite time of the season. I love when conference basketball starts. I love when you can kind of see these puzzle pieces being put together. Um, and and that's, that's where we're at with the Gamecocks now. So... Um, with that being said, y'all, I'm going to call it a night. Um, normally, I might have a, a bourbon or something to celebrate a win, but I got a 7.30 a.m. appointment that I got to leave the house for around, around 7 a.m. tomorrow. So um, 
I won't be celebrating, but I do hope that if you guys want to partake or have been partaking, y'all enjoy the win. Keep celebrating it. Um, you know, tell tell all your buddies about the game tomorrow when you go to work. You know, all your group chats and stuff like that. You know, make sure that you celebrate these Gamecocks. And I can't say enough. You know how much these guys deserve our support and you know getting out there on Saturday against Missouri. Um, the Gamecocks can they don't really need a letdown game. So um, if, if the fans can get out there, it's really going to help them. It's Saturday at one o'clock. It's the perfect time to take the family. You know, scoop up those tickets while you can. Um, I actually don't have my ticket yet. As soon as I get off of here tonight, I'm going to go ahead and buy mine because um, don't don't want to miss out. Don't want to miss out because those ticket prices will probably go up. But um, oh my gosh! So, so WG WJM4 says the boys are in the fountain at Colonial Life Arena. Uh, love it, man! Celebrate it all. I mean, if I was in college right now, I know five points would be going would be going ballistic. Um, I, I still remember, uh, when Devin beat Kentucky at Kentucky, um, I guess that would have been like 2009. They talked about on the show tonight or on the game time. It was Billy Gillespie's last, last, um, game at Kentucky or last season at Kentucky. I was living in Olympia Mills at the time. And when the Gamecocks won that every basket, you know, you'd, you'd hear the entire apartment complex cheering. So I know that's what it was like on campus in the dorms, on you know, different apartments, the different, you know housing communities around Columbia. Um, this one's going to be celebrated long and hard, and, and it definitely should be. Um, way to go, Craig. I love it for you, man. I hope, it, I hope it's Chicken Cock. Um, Chicken Cock is a um, great, great sponsor of all of the shows on the Chief Sports Network. Um, before I get out of here, I do want to say, okay, Big Chicken says LP style relationship building skills he has will make the Gamecocks a focus in two years for sure. Absolutely. Happy, happy, happy says deuces. Um, so with that, guys, I will say deuces to all of you. Um, thank you so much for joining me tonight. You know, I always say this, but I mean it from the bottom of my heart. You, know, you guys give me the most valuable thing you have, which is your time when you come and, and, and join me for these types of shows. And I love the interaction. So I can't thank you guys enough. I, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. And um, I'll be on the show tomorrow um, inside the Gamecock. So make sure you, you hop on there. Um, with JB, JC, and and um, Phil, as always, and who knows, we might have some surprise guests, but um, we'll be on the show tomorrow. It's going to be a great show. So make sure you got it. You got it on your Google calendar. Um, make sure you're watching it. But with that, with that said, guys, have a good one. Talk to you soon.